Well, we have a lot to consider today, don't we? So first, a word for the younger ones among us. And so often, you know, what we need to do when we're in church, uh, and this still counts even though you're sitting in your living room, we have to use our imagination. So I want to go back to the first gospel lesson that we read that talked about Jesus coming into Jerusalem. Just imagine, if you will, that you were there. So the first thing you should imagine is, what are you wearing? Mm. So people dressed a little differently back in Jesus' day. This was an important time in Jerusalem because people were coming from all over the world for the celebration of Passover. So I'm guessing that the people dressed in some pretty nice clothes, maybe kind of like, remember the old days when you dressed up to come to church? (laughs) It's kind of that same way. I have a feeling that they were dressing up. So imagine yourself there and you have your finest outfit on. And then imagine that there's this big road that leads into Jerusalem. And on either side of the road are these huge palm trees. And then there are fields of palm trees on either side of the road as well. And can you picture some of the people there shimmying up the trunk of the palm tree and taking their hatchet and cutting off the huge palm branches from the top of the palm trees. Nothing like the little ones I have here. We're talking about huge branches and they were waving these branches. They were putting the branches down on the road along with their coats, their finest things, because they knew, because they heard about it, They knew that Jesus was coming into Jerusalem and they wanted to welcome him because they were so excited that he was there. So you also have to imagine you're dressed in your finest. There are palm trees everywhere. People are cutting palm branches and waving them. They're putting their palm branches and their coats on the road to show their respect for Jesus, the King of the Jews, who's coming into Jerusalem. And then they also, if you remember the story, they yelled one special word. Do you remember that word? What was that word? Hosanna. It's a wonderful word. It comes from the Hebrew language, and it means to save or rescue or to be one's savior, or it's a way of honoring Jesus. It wasn't used that much, um, except for people like Jesus, who were incredibly important. And the people knew that Jesus was incredibly important. So when they saw him riding into Jerusalem on this donkey, They waved their branches, they yelled, Hosanna, they put down their cloaks on the road, 
and they had a wonderful time welcoming Jesus into the city. And so we have here Jesus, the King of the Jews. He's more than that, though. He is, he is the King of us all. And that's what I want you to think about as well. So those of you who live in San Francisco, right? You're a resident of San Francisco and you have a mayor, London Breed. And then it's also your county. But all of us that live in San Francisco and even other places, like I live in San Mateo County and some of us do, some of us live in Sonoma County or Alameda County or, well, it could be a lot of different counties, but we, all these counties make up California. We're all residents of California and we have a governor. You know the governor's name, by the way? Governor? All right, what's the, who is the governor of California? Gavin Newsom. Newsom. Right? And so, so we have a mayor of our city, we have a governor of our state, and then our state is one of 50 states in our country, and we have a president of our country. Joe Biden. You know the president's name? Joe Biden. Joe Biden. And then the United States is just one of how many different countries in the world? How many countries do we have? I don't even know the answer to that. I should look that up. So there are hundreds of different countries in the world. And who is the who is in charge of the whole world? There isn't one. No one. No. Don't have anybody that is in charge of it the way that governments take charge of things. And in fact, when you think about our whole world, sometimes different countries are fighting each other. And it would be nice if we had somebody in charge of the whole world. And that's where Jesus comes in. Because when people welcomed Jesus into Jerusalem, they said, Jesus is our king. But Jesus is our king. And, and we can say that Jesus is our king. Uh, but Jesus isn't the kind of king that is going to make different countries go to war with each other. Jesus is the kind of king that teaches us to love and care for each other. And so when all of us who've been baptized were baptized, it was our way of saying, yes, you might be a citizen of San Francisco or San Mateo County or California, or the United States. You might be a citizen of some other country in the world, in some other city. And God would say, that's very nice. But mostly, I want you to remember that you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, we are taught to love one another, to care for one another, to bring peace and justice to the world and to do the kind of work that God wants us to do to make the world a better place. And we say that Jesus is our King. And that's a lovely and wonderful thing for us to remember this week because 
What does Jesus do as our king? Well, tells us he loves us in ways that we could never even imagine and even invites us to follow him and do the same thing to love one another in the world in ways that maybe we don't even imagine quite yet. But if we're paying attention, we'll know what is the right thing to do and what is the right time to do it. So this is our prayer for today. On this Palm Sunday, we thank you, gracious God, for sending us our King to love us and to teach us how to live in the kingdom of God. Amen. All right, for the older folks, as we enter Holy Week, I'm reminded of a portion of a speech that poet and activist Maya Angelou once talked about. She based some interesting thoughts on this quote. I am a human being. I consider nothing that is human alien to me. Now, if you know that quote, you know that it comes from Terence, whom Miss Angelou describes in this way. He was an African slave, sold to a Roman senator, then freed by that senator. He became the most popular playwright in Rome. Six of his plays, and the quote that I mentioned before, have come down to us from 154 BC. This man, not born white, not born free, nor with any chance of ever achieving citizenship anywhere, said, I am a human being. I consider nothing that is human alien to me. And then as she points out, this attitude is one that we might all have. And it means that no matter what terrible crimes we may see committed by others, we can never say, oh, I would never do that. Rather, we more rightly need to say, I mean to never do that. I intend to use my energies constructively and not destructively. But if a human being did it, no matter how terrible, I have within myself all the components to do the same thing. And let me not separate myself from the human being or pretend to separate myself. The other side of this, as Angelou points out, is that when human beings do great things, when they make beautiful works of art or music or poetry, when they show inspiring acts of courage and loving kindness, we must also recognize that we have within ourselves the possibility of doing the same. With this in mind, we can reflect on the reading of the Passion of Jesus Christ. For our sake, Jesus did not spurn anything human, giving up his glory to become as human as we are human, even taking our sin upon himself in his death on the cross. He dared to show us the extent of his love, regardless of our worthiness. And more than this, when he took upon our Savior, um, we see this, when we look upon our Savior, we see this great sacrifice of love. We must never say, 
I can never do that. For in baptism into Christ, God gives us the invitation and the possibility to be like Christ. Holy Week, with its many liturgies and varied moods and invitations to intense devotion to Jesus Christ, reminds us of the suffering and death that he went through for us and for our salvation. And it culminates in the celebration of his resurrection, which makes us new in our own resurrection and gives us incredible possibilities for new life. Even though we celebrate this resurrection next Sunday, this new life is ours each day as we find ways to express love in Jesus through our daily actions and with our interactions with all people. And yet, when our own actions don't reach our goals, when we fall short, when we fail, we know that our salvation rests not on what we have do not done or how badly we've done things, but on whether uh, we remember that uh, it, it rests on what Jesus has done for us, what God has done for us through Jesus. So this is my point of all of this. May this holy week that is ahead of us be a time that stirs your faith, inspires your devotion to Jesus, and moves you to service and witness in Jesus' name. Amen.